This is the Mind Trading Podcast. I'm Jamie Usher. We're talking self-development and mental health. Welcome back. Okay, so in this episode, I have the really cool Janelle Van Keckham, who's also known as the Mind Maverick. He is a meditation teacher and coach. And I will definitely say he's not your average meditation teacher, that's for sure, but in the coolest way possible. You'll see once you start following him on social media, the stuff that he preaches about meditation and healthy living, physical health, mental health, it's really down to earth, something everyone can relate to. And I'll put all the links to his socials and websites uh, in the podcast show notes. Janoa comes on to talk to me about teaching meditation, also giving a bit of insight into different meditations and also the effects that can have on the body and mind. I've spoken to a meditation teacher before early on in this podcast journey. Janoa is the second meditation teacher I've spoken to and he definitely gives a much different insight, which is really cool. It's really cool to have different perspectives on it. Uh, so I really enjoyed this chat, learning myself about uh, different things about meditation. So I definitely took something out of this episode as well. So I really, uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. So yeah, he's a meditation teacher in person and online. Um, so yeah, definitely check him out. It was a really cool chat, and I'm, and I'm sure people are definitely going to get a lot from this episode as well. So hope you enjoy it. Where can we start? So I, I, like, I looked at your website, I've seen your Instagram and that kind of stuff, and I'm like. I just want to find out, like, just in a, in a conversation. That's how I like to do it. How long ago did you, I guess, did you start doing what you're doing now with the Mind Maverick stuff? How long ago did you start? So I finished my studies in 2017, November. Yeah. So that's when I started teaching meditation. It was about uh, sort of six, just under six months after that, where I actually left my full-time job to then evolve into, like, full-time teaching. So I had, like, a six months where I was doing a bit of both yeah it was sort of like it was a bit of an evolution leaving the you know the the cushy monthly paycheck and and that kind of thing that was a that was a process um and so i guess that's a that's a um a great area what um what were you doing beforehand dude so up until the point that i became a meditation teacher prior to even meditating so i learned to meditate about eight years ago around mm-hmm. that and prior to that i was skeptical as fuck i was like <laughs> meditation bunch of bullshits for hippies you know rah, rah. and so i really wasn't open and at that time i'd spent time working in hospice so i managed bars for a little while mm-hmm. then i moved over time as a um, like commercial landscaper out of the tools and then uh then i studied a master's in commerce then i moved to corporate so i spent a bit of time there as a suit like you know and then I'm, that's when i moved from adelaide to sydney yep. and spent my time you know sit on every day you know having breakfast at my desk getting watching my computer that kind of stuff and then um and then I actually moved to another role, which I which I end up uh, staying in for uh, about seven years, which was working for a booze company. Yeah, I was like a state manager for an alcohol company, and that was what I was uh, what I did for the most most part of it. Yeah. And it was actually while I was working for the alcohol company that I, funnily enough, got introduced to, to meditation, and that was how it sort of um, happened because I was like I had anxiety pretty badly. And, you know, I was a pretty destructive drinker and party boy and all the rest. And I still drink now, but it's just in a different different kind of way. Uh, and so I was literally working, slinging booze and working in that industry while I was actually in the initial stages of learning to meditate and then studying. And that's yeah. kind of what I was doing at the same time. So it's kind of a lot of people like, hang on, dude, how does that work? How can you be working for an alcohol company and teaching meditation? I'm like, why not? 
Yeah, actually, I think it's a, I think it's a, um, a good combination because it shows a good balance, right? Yeah, that was a big for me, like because I had this idea that to to meditate or to become meditation teacher, man, I suddenly had to become this purist, you know, robe wearing kind of guy, and that wasn't me. Like I still, I still enjoy yeah. partying now. Sometimes I had this amazing practice, which means I don't have anxiety anymore, and I, you know, I'm, I'm like I don't find myself overly stressed, and I'm very. Uh, adaptable and calm and intellectually working better, but I can mm-hmm. still have a good time and, you know, be a bit loose and, and all the rest. So it was just a – that's yeah. kind of how I operate and I teach as well. Okay. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I think that's – I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't get much more of a relatable person to to, 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 um, to get taught meditation from. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess I, I used to think the same same kind of things about meditation. As well. Yeah, so I, I got introduced to meditation – uh, 2011, um, and I, what did I do? I went, I went to a, there was a camp. It was like a three-day camp. It was like a, um, a Buddhist retreat we went to, or someone asked me to go, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that'd, that'd be good. I, I need that because I'd, I'd had a pretty major thing happen to me back in kind of 2010, 2011, and I wasn't working at the time. And that's where I kind of lost most of my vision. Um, and so, like, let's do it. I got, I'm not doing much else at the moment. So that's probably where my first introduction to proper meditation. Um, and, yeah, I've kind of I've kept it up ever since. One of the reasons I wanted to chat to someone like yourself is obviously your knowledge is great on it, but also just speaking on it about, how, like, how easy it is to do. You've obviously got different levels of it as well. Um, and, yeah, and I guess, like, we're just everyday people that just do it. We, you don't have to be working at a Buddhist retreat to do it. <laughs> like, you can just be an everyday person. You could be partying and go to the gym and you can spend some time in the morning or nighttime meditating. I think that's the kind of vibe that I get from you, that anybody can do it. Well, that's that's the thing, right? And a lot of people are resistant and sceptical because they're worried that that's going to change all their lives or there's also a lack of understanding of what meditation actually is. Yeah. A lot of people means you have to be able to like control your mind and clear your thoughts and, and that kind of stuff, which is not true. Uh, yeah. Thinking is what we do as human beings. Mm-hmm. It's not about clearing your mind and having this state of bliss. And there's different types out there and it's, it's really important to get taught properly so you understand mm-hmm. how meditation works. And what I find is like, you know, yourself, like most people that have been taught properly, it kind of lands like, oh, I get it. And so a big part of what I do is also try to, almost like say what I try to do is like get people off the apps. The apps are great, like to, you know, the taste of it. But a lot of people struggle, like I struggle with my voice. I was like, oh, this is annoying me. I'm out, you know, or that people yeah. try and like, oh, I kind of dabble here or there, but it's just like, oh, I don't know. I'm not really getting much from it. And I'm like, let's, you want to learn properly? Like, yeah. let's, let's go. Like, I'll teach you properly and you'll start seeing shifts and let's stick to it. Cause you, yeah. just like exercise, right? You mm-hmm. want to see some results. You can't just train like, once or twice a week here or there and then miss it for a week and then come back and train for five minutes then get like yeah. people sort of expect these crazy results yeah. from dabbling. And so it's like learn yeah. properly and yeah. maintain consistency and then things are going to shift. But like you said, it doesn't matter who you are. It'll, it, if you've got a brain, yeah. if you can think, and if mm. you can close your eyes, you can sit, you can meditate. So yeah, yeah, and I, I like what you say about the apps too because I'm I've never um, I've never actually I've, I've never used an app and I, and I never will use an app I don't think I, I seriously don't think I would when I was first introduced by a psychologist about I think it was in 2013 uh, yes from a psychologist uh, introduced me to a kind of 
um, mindfulness meditation that was it was actually by a CD. It was on a CD, so like the apps. I don't think apps were even out out then. But I, I used that for maybe two or three months, and then I learned kind of how to do it on my own. What what I don't like about the apps side of it, or even being guided by something else because i think i'd like for me personally and I'm, I'm sure you'd be pretty similar is it's about escaping that kind of stuff as well as in like well taking a break from that kind of stuff so having your phone next to you or having headphones in it's like it just doesn't seem like the right connection that's the way i see it anyway i think it can be done like on your own you don't need an app you don't need to be necessarily i mean unless it's a person who's physically guiding you through it and you're like you're in a group someone's guiding you through it or something like that but yeah i think the the connection with an app i just i'm not never been really comfortable with talking about um i guess the the study that you've done around the the teaching that kind of stuff what kind of levels can you go into on that like how uh i'm sure you can kind of just teach like everyday kind of um basic training um for but you know teaching other people but what kind of levels does your training go into even firstly the Buddhist style of meditation and the insight meditation and uh, the mindfulness styles of meditation that you would hear a lot of, and most of the apps are shades of that style, are very different to Vedic, which is what I teach. So they're actually very, very different styles of, of technique mm-hmm. and in different ways. And the beauty of it is they're both done by yourself. Like the beauty of it is you can do them both without needing anything. The mindfulness styles or the, the Buddhist styles of meditation, I mean, if you look at it, they're all, these all techniques of meditation stem from thousands of years ago and you know apps went around even yeah. you know 100 years ago so that's that's the potency they're on apps now to make it accessible and, and easy yeah uh, and it sort of makes you dependent so you've got the buddhist styles of meditation which are a lot more focused around like you know visualization or contemplation or maybe mm-hmm. like a little concentration on the breath or part of the body mm-hmm. and these techniques are really really great for like i find they're really great for calming you in the moment when you're mm-hmm. feeling a bit like it's really great to sort of bring you down now to see really really like solid results from you know doing a few minutes of, of, of that a day you kind of need to do a lot more of those styles because they were traditionally you know designed for monks and so mm-hmm. what we get now is like watered down versions and i think you'll probably like in the sense that you went and learned properly over a weekend so i'd say you'd have a more of a comprehensive understanding yeah. and, and practice as opposed to sort of an, an app now mm-hmm. The other style, which is what I study, which is called Vedic. So, you know, you've got the Buddhist philosophy, which is about two and a half thousand, you know, years old mm-hmm. and is really based around the concept of, you know, suffering being the human experience. And the antidote to that is being in the present moment, you know, being not attached. Yep. So that's what a lot of that style is about. Now, the Vedic philosophy is like 5,000 plus years old and the, the meditation that I study, which is called mm-hmm. Vedic, Vedic meditation works more with mantras okay and so yeah so the uh the mantras are like sound vibrations so a lot of people get confused and think that mantra is like an affirmation so like a mantra is like you know i'm strong and powerful or whatever it is they're different so a mantra is like a sound vibration when you start Mm. delving into quantum physics you understand that everything at a deeper level is energy vibration Mm -hmm. so like sound vibration you know and and Traditionally, a lot of healing modalities would use sound and even looking at it now and using ultrasounds and sound vibration to actually heal certain parts of the body. It's really, really powerful. And so these mantras are used in a way that when you whisper them inside your mind, they actually engage the mind in a way that allows it to, you know how we spend most of our everyday time, every day is like we're thinking, we get a bit of anxiety, we're worried, we're trying to solve problems, fix, blah, 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 we're in the doing. 
Mm. Now, when we're whispering a mantra that has no logical meaning or definition, we're not like trying to create love or trying to focus on a flame or trying to visualise a beautiful garden with a river going through it. You're just saying a mantra which has no meaning or story to it. Your mm. mind's able to get out of the doing because it's just saying a sound with no meaning. And when, it, when, it, when it's able to do that, for you know whether it's for like five seconds or five minutes or 15 minutes, it can go beyond that relative hustle of the mind. Yeah. And when it does that, and uh, engages the mind to a way that actually the mind de-excites and sort of goes, oh, it moves out of the doing. And when the mind is just with the mantra and it's sort of, it's like mantra, 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 and that's what's going on. It gets to deep states of rest and due to the, you know, the mind and body, not even connected, they're one. And so when the mind um, moves into that state, the body responds and also gets to that deep state of rest and the nervous system de-excites because we're out of the doing. It's like the body's almost like, waiting for the brain, it's like, hang on a second, we're not trying to solve or fix or worry or do, we're just like being from, you right? And just for a moment in time, and the body's like, oh, so it can finally rest, right? And yeah. so what the body is, one of the best healing um, powers we have is the body's innate intelligence, right? And that's not woo-woo. Like if you think about it, when you like, if you, if you cut your arm, what happens? Do you tell yourself to heal? Your arm does it itself. You know what I mean? Like women babies inside themselves. We grow like the the stuff that goes on in our brains and our bodies is profound intelligence. Like it's beyond yeah. our comprehension. And so when we actually allow the body to be in a state that it's out of survival mode, it's not worrying, it's not tired, it's not all the rest, and it can just rest, it can start um, doing the deep level of healing and resting that it needs to do. That's based on the fact that as human beings, we accumulate stress and tension and fatigue throughout our lives. And this is why for a lot of us, we are in a state where, you know, we're under pressure, you know, things are going on, we experience a trauma, you know, we have a big day at work, things go on, our bodies take on stress, tension and fatigue. Mm -hmm. And over time that manifests into anxiety, negative thoughts, you can't sleep properly, whatever it is. And so what this technique is doing is giving your body deep rest. So it's not like therapy, it's like deeper than therapy, it's like like deeper than cognitive, so it's like deep cellular rest for the body wow. the body can then start removing the buildup of stress and tension and fatigue the root causes of a lot of the issues we're facing now so a really really powerful technique and it was it was created in the in the 50s by an indian physicist and yogi so he understood the eastern philosophy you know yeah. but also understood a lot of western science and um the concept of physics and what's going on. So that's what I specialize in. And there are different levels that you can do. Like you can start off with a very basic universal, simple mantra, mm-hmm. or you can do a next level course, which means I actually will give you your own private mantra. And once you've learned that there are actually seven advanced stages you can go to. Yeah. But you have to, you know, meditate consistently with one of those for about a year just yeah. to sort of have your body used to that state. And then you can sort of go next level. So you can, and there's different practices you can learn to weave in on top of it as well to help with, further stress release. So there's, there's a journey you can go on or you can just get your first mantra and, and now that one for the rest of your life. But the beauty yeah, of it is wow. that you've got forever, you know? Okay. That sounds unreal. That sounds amazing. Actually, to be honest, I don't even know why I thought it was beneficial for me to start meditating. I just knew it, I, like I was going to get something out of it in some way. I didn't know exactly what it was doing, but I knew um, it was probably suitable to me. And then just say, yeah, last 10 years or so, because that that actually that Buddhist retreat was like in November in 2011. So, yeah, it's 10 years now I've been doing it. 
But, yes, it's only really been in the last couple of years, particularly last year did I really bump up my amount that I was doing it. And then through my psychology studies have I realised kind of the benefits the meditation can have. And But that's I guess that's been focusing more on the mindfulness side type of meditation. And that's what I've been kind of focusing more on recently. But I would love to start moving into kind of that you're talking about. How do you pronounce the type you're doing as well? How did you say that? studied Vedic is what I what I Vedic. studied. Okay. Uh, yeah. I've kind of, it's a really cool and powerful practice that I've kind of taken and I kind of teach in my own way. So as you can yeah. imagine, as you can see, I'm not overly pure in my approach. Like I kind of bit rough around the edges and <laughs> you know, I, I just learn how to do this thing. And so um, yeah. I kind of I use that and um, teach it kind of in my own little way. Okay. <laughs> How long would it say for someone that was to say sitting down and doing it at like a basic level, the one that you teach them, um, how long would they need to sit down for, say, each day or each night to do? So, I mean, minimum is 10 minutes in a sitting mm-hmm. and maximum we want to do is about 20, so twice a day. So I'd yep. prime would be once in the morning for 20 minutes yep. and once in the afternoon for limits. That's prime time. You'll see the best results from that. You don't okay. need to go over 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, pretty much under about 10, but that's sort of where it sits. You know, once you've been meditating for a while and you get an advanced mantra, you can, you know, you go up to 30 minutes of um, a, a sitting. Uh, there are advanced techniques you can do which sort of go more to about an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but for prime results, 20 minutes twice a day is what you want to be doing. Mm. Um, you can work back from there if things get busy or whatever. Yeah, okay. The style that I've been doing would have been, I guess, a, a form of basically breath work. And the most effective breath work that I particularly built up from last year, it's probably simple, but it's like, I guess the level that I was doing it that I'd got up to, I felt that I'd really worked to get up to a certain stage. So I started off doing like the five seconds in, five seconds hold, and then five seconds out. And I know that's really simple. And then most recently where I've kind of got up to is like 30 seconds in, 30 seconds hold, and 30 seconds, um, 30 seconds out. And it took me a while to get up to. But what I've realised is, as you mentioned before, it's like for me to be kind of doing that style and I'm still really concentrating on something, concentrating on my breath and concentrating on my counting, it's like I'm still kind of work towards something and I feel that that's not really suitable for me anymore. I still need kind of something what, I'm well, not kind of, it sounds like definitely the kind of one that you're talking about is going to be way more suitable to me and my body as well because I've started to realise that my body isn't fully relaxed when I'm doing it. I do get benefits from it but not probably at the level that I should be getting considering how long I've, I don't know, like I could tell, I could move on, I could advance. But, yeah, that's kind of the one that I've been doing. Yeah, I've, got, I've been doing it at a like good level. I could, I've been doing it like a minimum of, say, five days a week, sometimes six days a week. It's generally at night time and sometimes in the morning I can do it from 10 to 15 minutes sometimes. But, yeah, I can just tell I need to move on. Not that I need to advance, but I need to move on to something else or to change it up a little bit even. And I love what you talk about um, with the kind of um, the, your style. That sounds really cool. It's really powerful work and just when I teach people and this the the shifts that they experience, I'm like, fuck yeah. I mean, the thing is also, it takes different. Some people like, you know, in three days, they're like, wow. And some people are like sitting there, they're doing it for a few months. They're like, oh, I'm not really, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, stick with it, stick with it. We're working yeah. off decades. Yeah. Like we're just, we're working on decades of accumulation here. And finally at the moment, we're like, ah, oh, yeah. I get it. And so that breathing technique, I teach that as like a an introductory tool that you can use to, you know, regulate your nervous system. So if you're feeling stressed, like yeah. four square breath and mm-hmm. de-excitement. That's a great tool to have in your toolkit. Yeah. And 
and I teach this is a meditation practice that you just do every day, um, like regardless as a routine, and that'll decrease your need to use the breathing techniques to de-excite your nervous system. Yeah, so I guess I'm 37 now, so I guess it's only really been, I don't know, say maybe in the last three or four years that I realised, I mean, yeah, I had a lot of anger issues, I had a lot of anxiety issues and that kind of stuff, and it has been effective. It has been effective at, at helping. And also what I've learned, particularly through my studies, in the, particularly in the last couple of years, is kind of some of the effects of what meditation can do to it, not only just our way of thinking and kind of, yeah, calm the nervous system down. The one that I really like is how it can kind of help settle different parts of the brain down. And what I mean by that is it's like it can help kind of deactivate I guess the emotional state and the threat response. It can help you kind of settle down so you're not kind of in there all the time. And what I've noticed is when it does help settle my body down, whether it's settle my nervous system down, I'm not kind of stuck in that threat response, that emotional state, which does help me use the front part of my brain, whether the prefrontal cortex, where there's rational thinking and um, problem solving. So like meditation over time has definitely helped me, I guess, relax my body and mind enough so I'm not stuck in certain parts of my brain. Do you teach people about that kind of stuff as well? Like do you teach on that level as well, that kind of understanding about how it can help you there? As part of the course, I talk about the neuroscience of stress release and discuss that. So I think it's also really important for people to understand what's going on because when you're sitting there Mm -hmm. meditating, you're like, I'm kind of thinking a bit, I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable and blah, blah. It's like yeah. I explain what's actually going on. And, and what because when you meditate, you're literally rewiring the, the brain and you're mm-hmm. strengthening the connection between the prefrontal cortex and the amygdala, which is that emotional part of the brain, right? The fear yeah. center. Yeah. And what they've actually seen, what I've what I've researched is that over time, the actual amygdala itself shrinks. Yes. And it becomes less powerful. And and so you become less reactive, maybe less judgmental, less driven by fear and, and that kind of thing. And that's because mm. over time it actually is seen to, to shrink and, and the connection between the prefrontal and that gets stronger, which means the higher thinking is mm. able to take more charge and be used more regularly. You're looking at create, you're like strengthening the muscle of how you want your brain to operate. Yeah. You set yourself up for a totally different experience of life. And so that the thing, so that's what I really loved, particularly, yeah, in the, in the last little bit when I learned a bit about it and the kind of what was happening. And particularly when I learned that that front part of the brain where, the, as I said, there's like rational thinking and problem solving, it's like when it comes down to like, say, worry or stress and anger that I used to have to, to deal with issues in the past, like that's literally not going to get me anywhere where if I can kind of spend more time I guess, yeah, whether it's at nighttime or the morning or whenever it is, kind of actually relaxing myself down, um, however I was doing it. It doesn't really matter if there's a more effective way to do it now, but however I knew how to do it, relax myself relax myself enough, relaxing my mind enough to actually use the part that will actually help me with my day-to-day life where there is rational thinking. I'm like, that kind of just blew my mind. So I'm like, yeah, it, it, that really was a, a significant point to me where I kind of, I know if I'm getting angry now or something like that and using it as a reaction to fix that, it's not going to work. I'm better off just shut up and meditate and just uh, not that just like one meditation session is going to like fix my issues or help me have uh, answers. It's like, no, just start doing that and keep it consistent. If for some reason you've gone off track with your meditation, we'll get back into it and your brain will eventually start getting into that state that you needed to, to help with your kind of, with the everyday stuff, whether it's in work, out of work, whatever it is, just 
your brain will start working better to help you continue to have that or to continue to get that kind of life that you want or be that kind of person that you want. It helps you be who you are without having the, yeah, I guess that emotional blocks there for some reason. That's what I love about it. That's what I love about meditation. And since I've learned that kind of stuff, it's really helped me connect to it a lot, whole lot more. So I'm glad you talk with that kind of stuff as well, like the neuroscience behind it. That's unreal. How do you think people react to that kind of stuff when you're talking to them? Do they kind of, can they grasp what you're saying there? Yeah, for a lot of people, when I go through that little bit of it, that often is the landing part. They're like, ah, yeah, the VIX. Actually, I draw it with a diagram. Like I actually yeah. draw this process and you understand it. But a lot of people, especially, you're like, ah, because you're sort of sitting there. And the beauty of meditation is, is like, all you have to do is sit there and do it and it works. Yeah. You don't have to believe in it. You know, you actually have to, you can sit there, like, you don't actually have to believe anything. You don't have to be, it doesn't, religious doesn't fucking matter. Like, as long as you sit there and close your eyes and I talk properly, it's yeah. going to do some stuff for you. And then you can actually see, like, ah, oh, okay, that makes sense now with why I'm feeling this and why I'm thinking and why I'm feeling uncomfortable and blah, blah. Yeah. And so that part for me. And also, because I get it, I was skeptical as well. Like, I kind of want to see a bit of science and, like, okay, just trust this woo woo thing and trust this guy. So, it's really important that I always maintain that as a, a part of what I do to maintain yeah. sort of relatable, I suppose. So do you work mostly with people now? Is it online that you work with them or do you do, are you doing in-person stuff as well? I do both, mate. So at the beginning I taught mainly in person mm-hmm. and now I've shifted to online. So I can still do in person if people want to do that. Online is so much easier to reach people everywhere and especially in the current climate. It's not exactly that easy to move around. So yeah, I teach, you know, both levels I teach uh, online. So, um, yeah, I I'll, I'll, I'll love it. It's uh, okay. And I do a mixture of, like, small stuff and then also mm-hmm. some one-on-one, depending on what okay. you're after. So what's uh, in your own meditation? What kind of level? Oh, that's probably not the right way to say, but where, where are you at with your own compared to where you started? Uh, yeah, level's not the right word. I've just evolved in my practice to a yeah, point where... Yeah, that's a good way of saying it, yeah. Yeah. Um, my practice has evolved to a point where it's just less, there's less of a resistance to it. Like at the beginning, I sort of had a bit of resistance to it. I was like, oh, you know, I'm sure I've got something better to do, blah, blah. Now I'm just like, I kind of, kind of just do it. I don't question it anymore. Uh, in terms of like, I've learned like out of the seven advanced mantras you can get to, I'm up to like number three, I think it is. Yep. And that's totally optional. Like for people, if you want to actually do that or not. For me, it's just become now it's an integrated part of my life. Like I wouldn't leave the house without meditating mm-hmm. pretty much. Wouldn't leave mm-hmm. the house without having a shower brushing my teeth. You yeah. know, it's become that default for me. Yeah, okay. Anyway. So had had would someone like yourself like at um at the I guess the evolutionary stage that you're at and what you're going through, um how do you, would, I guess, move on? Like, how do you evolve even more into that, say, that seventh stage? How, or how do you move towards that? What is it you have to do that? You go back to a teacher and you do okay. another workshop. So, you know, the first way you would learn this course is when we taught over three three to four sessions. So in, like, consecutive days. So I only tend to do it three days over a weekend, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. Uh, and, you know, you get this little, this little mini ceremony at the beginning of the, the full version. So mm-hmm. I actually the ceremony you just get to sit there and watch or listen in um and then you get the mantra and then the next two days are more around philosophy and the neuroscience and practicalities and getting it right mm-hmm. and then if you decide that you know in a year's time or two years time you want to go next level mm-hmm. you can either come back to that teacher or find a teacher that teaches the same style mm-hmm. and then it's one-off little 90 minute workshop where 
another little mini ceremony is performed and you get your next mantra and then they can workshop that with you and you know do a check-in and then that can continue uh, as, as you go or as you feel the need or, or want to, to keep it. And uh, so for people that say, yeah, say come to you and they say do it online or whatever it is in person, you say they do it over like a three-day thing. How much time would you need each time you're kind of meeting with someone? Yeah, so session one is normally a one-on-one for the little ceremony and mantra bit. That's about an hour or so. Um, we do a check-in, get you med- we actually meditate properly for the first time and, and get you nailed. And then the day two, session two, is around two hours. Um, and that's um, if you're in a group, it's a small group of people. Um, if you're one-on-one, obviously, it's, it's still private. Um, and uh, we sort of check in and meditate again talk about some things, blah, blah. And then day three is, again, about two hours. So we will meditate, workshop yeah. further, put okay. stress release, blah, blah. So you know, in total, it's about, you know, five or six hours um, okay. over the three days. It sounds like something that's it's easy for people to take on, as in like it's uh, it's it's one of those things that like you're, um, you know, you, you sit with you for, like speak with you for over those, say, five hours in total. And then it's like, would you say that it's what you teach people is like relatively easy for them to take on afterwards? Like they could just need to do it like maybe, yeah, 10 or 20 minutes at a time, once or twice a day after that. It's like it's once you've kind of taught them in that time, then it's all they need to really do is just make sure they're doing it each day and just practicing. Yeah, I mean, it's different for some people. Some people are a lot more, they struggle a lot with the idea of just letting go and just, you know, letting it do its thing and really want to know and get it right, perfectionists and all the rest. Yeah. Um, some people take to, it, take to it like that. But also, I mean, the way it works is the whole idea is that you get all that information over those three days. You then walk away self-sufficient. So yeah. the idea is to come back and be guided by me every month or every week. After those three days, you can never see me again if you don't want to run away and go and go meditate and yeah. it'll just keep working for you for the rest of your life. That's fine. But also, I have you know, a very just a basic Facebook group where anyone can can jump on, and if they want to contact me and ask questions, they can do it there as well. Yeah. Um, so that's also part in case things come up because sometimes things change, or you're like, oh, I'm not really sure about this, and I'm only pretty relaxed. If someone's invested the time and money to learn with me, and they send me an email or a message, I'll reply and, and you know explain stuff to them. So it's, yeah. it sort of it depends. Everyone has their own journey, I suppose, and how they want to do it. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's something I'd like to ask anybody that comes in here, like what is it like you're most kind of passionate about about what you do? Like I guess whether it means the kind of passion that you've gotten into it and what can kind of continues that passion. What do you like most about what you do? What fires me up and what I love is that I'm, I'm kind of fucking with the space a little bit in terms of what a meditation teacher looks like <laughs> and because yeah. the power of doing the technique is profound. Yeah, and so a big reason for why I kept the space, I was like, you know what, I'm going to come into this thing and I'm going to take the piss out of being a fucking guru. Yeah, and, you know, muck around, and when I walk in, it's, you know, I sometimes work with businesses or whatever, and uh, I've had, I've, I've quite enjoyed talking to a few people afterwards, and they're like, oh, dude, you walked in with your ripped jeans and you, you started swearing, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? And I kind of, I, I, I really enjoy that and shaking the space up a little bit and totally yeah. changing people's perception meditation is or what it can be yeah. and what it means to meditate so that's what i'm really passionate about it's like and calling out some of the bullshit that comes with it there's also a lot of groups that feel culty and they feel like people are like talking down to you because you don't meditate or do it their way mm-hmm. you know and i'm like fuck that i'm not yeah. into that and so okay. um that's what i'm passionate about it's like you know learn this technique and then kind of yes i'll teach you how to do it and this is the best practice but then 
you go and do it and I don't care what else goes on around it, you know. Uh, mm. There's no judgment. Oh, you went out and got, you know, got on the weekend. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, to help yourself work over the hangover, epic. That's that's sort of what, what drives me is to sort of really just normalise it and I sort of want to shift meditation, like, to be seen as something you do for performance and to make life better. Yeah. As opposed to that you do because you're a hippie or, you're, you know, you're getting all woo-woo or it's something that you do as a, as a badge of honour, like, in that kind of way, like, mm. to show that you're conscious. Like no, no, just use it. If you yeah. have a better crack at life, use it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. I like I like how you said that about like a performance thing. It's like putting in that little bit of extra effort each day. Like you know, some people go to the gym, some people do exercise, some people eat healthier, and or some people do all of those things and meditate as well. It's just like a, just another thing that you can do to kind of improve your life, improve who you are, connect to yourself a bit more, be a bit in a bit more control. Um, when I guess someone like yourself is just kind of bringing new attention to it and the kind of the right kind of attention to it. Anybody can take it on and here's the benefits of it. I like that because it's probably like uh, for a long time, I guess meditation might have been seen as like airy-fairy kind of thing that some people do, but maybe people didn't know what the benefits are. And I guess that's like, that's like going to the gym but not knowing why you're going. So I can understand that's why a lot of people haven't been doing meditation or thinking, no, I can't do, do that. But it's like if someone like yourself and I guess even myself as well, that I'm a real advocate for it as well, we can kind of explain some of the benefits or what the benefits are. You obviously do it better than me, but like it's really here's the simple benefits of it if we kind of do it this way and do it consistently. And it kind of can bring yeah, a whole new positive attention to it and like the right attention to it. Um, which is, I think, is really cool. So uh, you're actually the first kind of person that I've chatted to about about this in this way. Just you know, that's just I don't know. Got um, what I'll consider the kind of putting the the greatest kind of attention to meditation, just that anybody can do it. So I really love that. Awesome, dude. Yeah, that's what it's, that's what it's all about. It's sort of simplifying it, and not the bullshit around it. And if I meditated, it'd be a different place, you know, <laughs> not only in terms of how people treat each other, but how they treated themselves and their experience of life. Um, so where where do you where do you see yourself taking what you're what you're currently doing? Like, what do you want to do with it? What do you how do you see it evolving? Bro, I'm always I'm not here to play small, so I'm always looking to grow. So next year, I'm like um, I'm looking to grow. Like also in terms of the amount of people that I teach, I'm going to launch a course next year that expands upon meditation. So there's stuff around like values and looking into like purpose and meaning and developing sort of confidence and all that kind of thing. With meditation, is always like the foundational works. That's like getting your nervous system sorted. Like if you're going to build a house, everyone like gets all excited about building this fancy house. They want to have the positive mindset and be confident, rah, rah, call the partner. It's like if you've got a shit wobbly foundation, i.e. nervous yeah. system, yeah. if you're tidy and stressed and you're anxious, that stuff is, going to, is not going to stick. So for me, yeah. it's like piece one, get your nervous system solid, meditation, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then we can start weaving on the bit. So next year I'm going to launch a – I've had a few courses in the last few years that I've done and next year I'm going to launch a – a more comprehensive course that will have like a meditation component, but then some other bits and pieces uh, as well. Yeah. Um, and really drive uh, drive that little uh, little baby so to uh, start shifting some things. So, you know, I'll, look, I'll probably look to hit the States up as well. Um, yeah. I've got another business, which is a focus, which is a men's wellness and performance business, which is just focused on on men. Um, so there's there's that ticking in the background as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, which sort of help men around like you know finding purpose uh, building confidence and having a life of impact and, and that kind of yeah. thing so cool. um yeah there's got a few little projects on on, on the go yeah uh, unreal so um where can people find you 
I know you're on Instagram and you've got your website, but do you want to tell people where they can find you under? Best, um, well, I mean, website. So Instagram is just Genoa Van Keekum, which is you know, Genoa, J-A-N-O-A-H, or you can look for mine, Maverick. Yep. Um, and I'm pretty active on there if you sort of want to ask questions or whatever. Um, oh. I'll respond there, but otherwise the, the websites, they're the two places that I'm uh, most active. Cool. I'll put links to website and links to your socials in the uh, podcast show notes and that kind of stuff as well. So uh, yeah, people can check you out there pretty easily. So that'd be really good. But hey, man, thank you so much for uh, for coming on and talking to me. Like I've I, I've got so much out of this personally because and, and I'm definitely going to be hitting you up at some point about learning the one that you're talking about. It sounds absolutely perfect. What I'm at, where I know kind of what I need to do with my body and mind, what kind of how I want to keep um, as the word that you said, keep evolving that. It sounds perfect. So I'm definitely going to be hitting you up so but as i said thank you so much for coming on and having a chat it's been really cool i'm, I'm sure people are going to be uh, getting a lot out of it and, and they can just contact you if they have any other questions but uh yeah it's been really good thanks for having me thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed that episode remember to subscribe on apple follow on spotify and i'm on instagram as well if you go follow me there too i've got some big news coming that i can't wait to share with people i look forward to chatting with you next time